Hey there, it's Kelly from Zinimi. Before we get started on today's episode, I want to invite you to one of our greatest trainings ever. It's how to build and grow a profitable solo or group practice sustainably. All you got to do is check it out at zinimi.com slash podcast. All right, on to our episode. Hey everybody, Miranda here, and I'm so excited to have the amazing Colleen King, a um, specialist in mood disorders and bipolar disorder in particular in Sacramento, California, talking today about her private practice journey and how it has and has not been affected by COVID and the current pandemic and just having real talk about what's happening out in the world. So Colleen, will you share with everybody um, your web address and your um, kind of uh, specialty marketing message that I, I'm sure I just butchered as I introduced you? No, you did, you did pretty good. Um, <laughs> so yes, I am here in Sacramento, California, and I specialize in helping people living with anxiety, depression, bipolar disorder, and the impacts of living with those mood disorders. So things um, like relationships, uh, sense of identity and self-worth, um, learning how to communicate and um, get a, a wellness plan so you can, um, you know, get back to living your life while you're managing symptoms. So, um, that's something I'm really passionate about. Um, my web address is insightcounselingsacramento.com. It's a long URL, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. There are worse things in the world. It works. Yeah. Well, Kelly and I always say you don't have to have a good domain name to be successful, AKA Zinni Me. <laughs> not what we recommend to other people, but it, it works for us. It's all okay. So what did your private practice look like before the pandemic? What was the, uh, the day-to-day looking like for you? Well, I was in my, my office, so that mm-hmm. has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a, a private office and I see people on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursdays and two Mondays a month. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a pretty set schedule of, of clients, um, hours and days. Um, and um, I designed it so I have um, like three kind of solid days of clients with breaks in between. And then I needed a, um, just a little bit more time, but instead of lengthening my days, mm-hmm. I added two Mondays mm-hmm. a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been working out really well. So it leaves me time for the old work-life balance, which is so key for me and everybody. Awesome. And before um, the pandemic struck, how much time were you spending on average per week marketing your practice? Truthfully, not a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, because I had spent so
so much time the first two years of my practice and I'm in my sixth year mm -hmm. um, that I was able to really ease off and um, just kept up like um, networking with um, people in the area, therapists and non-therapists and intermittent social media posting. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it, it, I, I think that all the work I spent um, online the first two years really helped build a solid foundation to help it's, me. It's so interesting too. I can think of some conversations that we had where you were like, well, I'm not blogging every week. Am I doing something wrong? We're like, are you on this page of Google? Yeah. Are you getting enough calls? Yeah. Like, what are your reviews? They're good. Okay. So that it doesn't <laughs> much to keep the ball rolling as it does to like get it started. Exactly. Um, so that's great. So, and you would found that balance point of, okay, things are good. Practice is full. Mm -hmm. I'm getting enough clients in. And I know what that sweet spot is to do the right amount of marketing for me and my practice. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And then how does your practice look? Well, actually, before I ask that, how many clients on average were you seeing per week before um, everything kind of kicked off? Um, usually between 15 to 18 you know, it would vary. I have some every other week or some people I saw weekly that would want to come back for a few sessions and kind of drop in and. Mm -hmm. Okay. Awesome. And what does your practice look like today? The same. Yeah. Yeah. Last week I had 17 and this week I have 15 scheduled. So. Yeah. Tell me about the, what that first week of transition was like in terms of moving from doing in-person to the shifts to move to telehealth. It was a lot of scrambling and um, a, lot of, a lot of extra work. Mm -hmm. um, I actually went online the week before the formal shutdown. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, we were seeing that coming. Mm -hmm. um, so I read your blog, you and Kelly um, wrote that blog that had so much information and all those links. Um, and there were just a lot of great um, articles and information out there for therapists. Like everybody really just rallied around the community and put out all this information about how to keep therapists up and running and helping people. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I was reading, you know, so many articles and checking out all this tech support and recognized my usual, usual pattern of like, okay, I'm going to do everything and then getting overwhelmed. And then going, okay, time out, like, let's pick and choose. What, mm -hmm. what, what do I need to do here? Mm -hmm. Like, I need more information, like, legally and ethically on providing telehealth services. Mm -hmm. So I did an online CEU class. Mm -hmm. um, I found out more information. I, I wrote an informed consent for telehealth. 
because I didn't do any telehealth before. Um, mm -hmm. I had my electronic health record system in place, which made it so much easier because then I was able to upload the informed consent on the telehealth, send out an email to all my clients, mm -hmm. letting them know I was moving to telehealth, send the informed consent through the client portal, sign up for the telehealth option through my EHR. Um, so I worked like through the weekend, like, um, you know, I worked a lot of extra hours at the beginning mm -hmm. um, to get everything up and running and made a lot of phone calls to clients and talking with colleagues and rearranging the house to find a private, you know, comfortable space. And, mm -hmm. um, and then I, I was good. Right. <laughs> were there, um, it sounds like there are some things that were in place in your business already foundationally that mm -hmm. really supported you in that transition. And it sounds like having your EHR, your electronic health record was really helpful in Absolutely. navigating that transition. Um, and it sounds also like you knowing who you were and having a process for how do I get out of overwhelm? Like I, we, sometimes we, um, we kind of like gloss over that, that piece of knowing who we are as a business person, who we are as a human and how we bring that into business and mm -hmm. taking those old strategies that you used back in the day as you're building and making change and going, okay, this is how I know I've been in the past. What did I do before? Oh, let's break it down. Let's get into smaller pieces. Let me connect in with my community. Let me connect in with support and get what I need. And what has it been like actually providing telehealth to your clients? How are you liking it thus far? Um, there's um, some benefits and some challenges so mm -hmm. far. Um, the benefits obviously are that like, my clients and I are still connected and there was um, seamless connection. Like we didn't miss a week. Mm -hmm. um, we got, you know, we, we just kind of kept going and it was an adjustment for both me and my clients and still is mm -hmm. in that it's um, attending to people like in, in uh, um, emotionally, physically, um, intuitively in, you know, the office container just feels different on telehealth. Yeah. And so I'm finding it takes more energy and I, and I think that's something I'm working on too. It's a new kind of like that process of overwhelm and finding the balance of learning to attend to people mm -hmm. and be present with them and their needs in a way that um, is what they need, but also not that is um, draining me till I'm so empty, I'm bone dry. <laughs> yes. yes, there's this um, great article, uh, and I apologize that I can't um, think of who exactly, but I know Kelly posted it on her Facebook page talking about the dissonance. Um, yes. Right? You read that yes. too. It's the dissonance yes. of, here yeah. we are, we're connected, but like we, we're not, but we are, but we're not. Yeah. 
like we really want this energy. This is how we've, we've yes. built our lives. Um, and so learning how to kind of manage and, and, um, and go through that process is, uh, it's quite the dynamic. It's quite that space. And I think one of the nice pieces that, that I see for you is because your business foundation was so solid, because you had such a clinical confidence and these great relationships with ideal clients who were really committed to the work, that allowed you to make that transition easily and then you can focus on what does what does this mean for telehealth versus being in this space where you're worried about getting clients or you're worried about people not wanting to move to telehealth with you and you're kind of in this panic mode in these other ways and then you have even less space to actually attend to the clinical implications of this transition it gives you absolutely yes oh my goodness gracious yeah. so what is, what is something that when you first started your private practice that you sort of um, maybe even resisted a little bit in terms of setting your business foundation that now, especially with this transition, um, you've said, oh, I'm so glad blank was in place for this transition, even though there's a part of me that kind of resisted it at the, be at the beginning. Like, were there any foundational business things that initially you thought, I don't I don't know if I really need that. And now you're like, oh, I'm so glad I have that. <laughs> a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> it's not that I didn't think I needed. It's just that I didn't want to. I didn't want to learn like the technology aspect, like building a website, um, social media, um, just mostly the technology mm -hmm. aspects of it um, because I'm um, I'm more of an artist right brain kind of person so like if you asked me before I opened a business if I was gonna you know build a website I would have laughed because I you know um, and I still struggle you know and so I've just learned to um, pick and choose like mm -hmm. I knew I needed a website and mm -hmm. at the time I didn't have the money to pay somebody to build me a good website so I resisted that and learning all of the social media tools and blogging um, doing video like Facebook live mm -hmm. um, I did a couple of those last week um, on my page, which, um, was really good. It's still like a challenge, but, um, I'm just doing it. I've learned to that, that skill of, which is something I have learned in business of recognizing, um, what is typical nervousness and anxiety and doing something new and um and differentiating that from you know like generalized anxiety or clinical anxiety excessive mm. worry and dealing with it so hey it's kelly are you enjoying today's episode there is so much more to starting your private practice that's why we created business school for therapists it's our lifetime access business building program 
created especially for you and all the future stages of practice that you are going to go through. If you're ready to join a community that supports you, that to have access to a massive library of private practice trainings covering everything from creating your vision to setting your fee to getting you legally covered and more, this is for you. Simply go to bit.ly slash therapist business school to get started. I mean, along with all of that was a lot of frustration and time Mm -hmm. and learning technology, but with the website and blogging, social media, so the marketing piece, and then the the EHR, because I started out with paper records and then transferring all of that to EHR was a challenge, but oh my gosh, it's so much easier. I hear colleagues, you know, um, frustrated with, you know, not being able to get especially right now, you know, paid by their clients um, or, you know, so um, figuring out how to send them resources. And so having the EHR so we can send it through their client portal, it just streamlines everything. Yeah. Yeah. And you are one of our kind of OG boot campers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you were part of that that group of people kind of going through the process uh, how much of of the of the business foundation do you feel like came from what you learned in boot camp 95 percent that's awesome <laughs> i like to hear that <laughs> <laughs> yeah um because i i mean the I didn't have my own business before. So um, as a lot of private practice therapists believe, um, you know, you get on and you rent an office, you get on insurance panels and you're you're doing therapy. I mean, we want to do therapy. We want to work with people and that's what we focus on. So I didn't have the business foundation. Um, Certainly the, um, what I've learned from business uh, school boot camp around finances and boundaries and learning to have conversations with clients around finances. Um, yes, it's, a, it's good to talk about money. It's good for oh, us. Yes. It's good for our clients. They need yeah. the skills. Yes. I mean, I needed the skills. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> your therapist didn't give you the skills, right? Like your parents did. No one's talking about it. So we've got to no. change the dynamic. Yes. Yeah. That's fantastic. I love it. Um, what advice would you have for someone that's out there who's feeling really fearful right now um, in private practice? Maybe they're newer to private practice. Maybe their foundation isn't as set. And they're thinking that, oh my gosh, this is going to be the end of everything. And, uh, you know, private practice is going to die. What advice would you have for that person who's really panicking right now? I think the first thing I would um, encourage them to do is um, get centered or grounded um, for them to take care of them and get out of, Um, catastrophe mode, even though a pandemic, you know, kind of feels like a catastrophic thought come true. Um, But especially around the the business or the private practice, 
-hmm. to do a self-soothing kind of exercise and then connect to um, their their sense of purpose, why they want to be a therapist, what's important to them, why they want to connect with clients and support them mm -hmm. to kind of get grounded and then prioritize and say, okay, what's one thing I can do mm -hmm. and, and just focus on one thing at a time. There's so much information and overstimulation and lots to be scared at. Yeah. Right. There's so much fear everywhere yeah. so it's easy for that to pour into business mm -hmm. so and what yeah. would you say to someone who is feeling maybe like you felt they say i'm not a technology person i'm not a business <laughs> person you know i'm not 25 just coming out of out of uh, grad school right you know some people yeah. hearing this over podcasts they have no idea like old you are or anything like that um, what would you say to those people who are going like, can I really do this? Can I really do private practice? Can I really, whether it's growing it, whether it's launching it, like, can I really do this with my tech skill, with my whatever mental blocks they have? Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because um, being a therapist is a second career for me. So I, gra I graduated when I was 41, and then I started my private practice when I was 50. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I didn't have any technology background, as I said. So just start out doing what you can and build on it. Mm -hmm. There's, um, I don't know if there's like a quick fix, but I think, especially in this environment with a pandemic and fear and anxiety, that that's often the way people want to go is, is fast because they're, mm -hmm. you know, amped up in that anxiety. Mm -hmm. Focus on, you know, there's so many resources. You and Kelly are awesome. There's so many resources to find ways to move forward in a manner that feels congruent to what you need and the people you want to serve. I think that's such an interesting piece too, that you mentioned that, that this anxiety drives us to feel like we have to do everything right now and really fast. Yes. And that anxiety also makes us feel like we can't make a decision <laughs> and that we can't like move forward and that we, that we feel exhausted um, at the same time. So it's this very, yes. um, kind of like ambivalent feeling it's this very like mm -hmm. um exhausting kind of space to be in unsettled and, like yeah moving you know yeah and that advice that you gave just first start with like get grounded yeah. who are you where are you what do you want what if your purpose and passion and what you were put on this planet to do is therapy like there's a path <laughs> you can do that it doesn't there's yeah. not, you haven't missed your chance. There's not, people are definitely not, um, not needing therapy right now. You know, people are needing therapy now more than ever. Um, yeah. and they need the support and mm -hmm. you are someone, um, do you do insurance or private pay? I think I know the answer. I am mostly private pay. 
um, I have um, about a fourth, third to a fourth of my clients are medical. Mm-hmm. So um, it was the way I found balance um, because as I originally got into this to serve um, low income populations. Um, and so that was part of the learning about myself and my financial um, story. Mm-hmm. And so I found a balance and a way to um, do private pay so I can support myself and make a living <laughs> as well as um, provide support to people that are lower income and on medical and need mental health therapy just as much as everybody else. Yeah. So that's, that's currently how my practice is run. Awesome. And did you find with either of those areas, your income impact? Because a lot of people are thinking there's not going to be any private pay clients because the economy's tanked and no one and everything, you know, they're kind of in that space. Have you found that to be the piece that all of your clients are saying, I, I can't pay. We're, we're dead in the water. No. Um, I was wondering about that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so far that hasn't been the case. I did lose a, a couple of clients that, um, for, for their, their specific situation, they didn't want to move to telehealth. Um, mm-hmm. um, but I also have two new clients. Um, and I have a lot of, well, not a lot, but about the same number of people calling some, you know, some insurance um, folks and some private pay folks. Um, so, so far, it hasn't had a, a big business impact. Um, and that may change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it may not, right? Or we it may not. I don't kind know. Of- you know. We kind of prepare and make mm-hmm. sure that we're, our finances are solid and that we have a savings for slow times. And that's part of what we do when we create a good business plan so that we don't have to feel like absolute panic, right? If things are a little low one week or what have you. Um, right. And what we're, we're finding pretty consistently across the the U.S. as we're talking to people is there's kind of that like first week of like (gasps) everyone's Mm -hmm. kind of panicked and there's something happening and some people are dipping off and some people are thinking well maybe telehealth is maybe we'll just be back in two weeks and then we can meet in person and then once you get past those first couple weeks and people are like okay no here it is and things start to settle out Um, Mm -hmm. and so people's caseloads are not dropping dramatically in fact so the old people are calling calling back and saying hey I think I need some therapy right now can I get back on and new people are saying I've got time and I need stuff right here right now awesome yes so before we wrap up today um uh, obviously we have our business school boot camp for therapists we do happen to be um, open right now we're closing soon what advice would you give to someone trying to determine um whether to enroll in boot camp. I know that's like a really random thing, but I know a lot of maybe advice for someone who is like you going, uh, I don't, I don't know. I'm, this is my second career. I'm feeling tech challenge. I don't know if I can do all this myself. Like, should I just pay someone else to, 
to build me a website and then, and that will be the way I build my practice or do I do boot camp? Like, what do I do? What advice would you have for them? Uh, to do boot camp? Um, <laughs> There's no right answer. Like, <laughs> I know, but, but the part about, you know, yes, you give the, the step-by-step guide with the videos and the, you know, live calls and all the modules, but it's also the community and there's so much sourcing of information from the community and so much support so that when that technology challenge comes up and you want to scream into the void, you can go do that on the Zen Me page and people will <laughs> send hugs um, and information. Um, so, and also because it's more than just building a website. It's that breadth of knowledge around finances and boundaries and setting, you know, boundaries around like my time, which has been the, one of the most beneficial things is really getting set on my hours and days. I see people mm -hmm. and um, all of the boundaries with my business and um Every aspect of owning a business is, um, has really been helpful. And I think that another big part of it is I've learned so much about myself and struggling through a lot of the, the BSB modules. <laughs> <laughs> it's been like one of the biggest therapeutic journeys for me um, and having my own business and coming up against my own obstacles and mm. figuring out what those obstacles are really about mm. so you give the the touchy-feely part of it that therapists like along with all the nuts and bolts basic this is how you do it step one two three and the community mm -hmm. which yeah has been really helpful that's awesome well, I just want to thank you again for taking time out to come and share your journey with people. And I know this is going to inspire a lot of people and help them get grounded, help them get out of that fear and panic mode completely, you know, feel the feelings, but also like kind of re readjust and come back to ourselves in the moment of what we can um, move forward on and what we can't. And if you know people that want some support and kind of how their moods and how their depression or anxiety or bipolar impact life, you know, and relationships, check out insightcounselingsacramento.com. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I hope you loved today's episode. If you're a therapist who's tired of those long hours, low pay and constantly battling burnout, don't forget our free video training designed just for you on how to build and grow a sustainable, profitable solo or group practice. Head over to zinnime.com slash podcast to check it out today. Until next time.